this isn't a story I've told everybody, but I'm going to tell you. And David, I'm going to tell you this in complete confidence. So okay. can you, like, don't let anybody outside not, of you and me. I will not tell anybody else about yeah, this. So, so I was like in high school, you know, uh, you know, before you graduate and stuff. And uh, I, so I was like a senior, right? And I was in theater and stuff in high school. I don't know if you knew that. And I was at I one did. of those. Uh, I was at one of those uh, cast parties, you know, that you have uh, with the cast. Yeah. And uh, I was out at this farm, and there was like a bonfire and stuff like that, you know. And that and that was pretty cool. I was like uh, older. I was going to graduate soon, so I wasn't even into theater stuff. But I just had all the friends there, and so and so I was out there, and um, there's this uh, there's this girl that I'd never seen before, and she was. Uh, she was like a really, uh, you know, she was really pretty. She really uh, like stole my heart, you know. Sure. And uh, so, you know, we're like making eyes, you know, the whole night. You know how it is. Yep. You know, you're just kind of you look. You're not even doing. You're not even talking. But you're looking across the bar. The eye contacts lingering. Not a, a, little, not a bar. Or no, no, well, I'm just <laughs> as, a, as a corollary example. But yeah, you know, the eye sure. contact is lingering a little longer yep. than you know the one. And so, like the night's uh, wrapping up, and she's, uh, you know, I heard her, her saying, uh, "Man, I gotta, I gotta go home." Is anybody able to give me a ride? You know, which was more common in high school. People need help rides and stuff. And I was yeah. uh, like, oh, I can t- I'm going into town. I can take it, you. So she she hops into my 91 Camry, right? <laughs> uh, which is exactly as hot as you think it is. Yep. And uh, so we're driving. And, you know, we, so we start really talking on the ride home. You know, we're out in the country. So it's a way. And so, uh, you know, we're talking. And, uh, you know, we start joking around a little bit. And then it goes to flirting. And then eventually it's sort of like, uh, you know, are we are we doing this? You know, is this, are we going to do a thing? You know? Mm-hmm. And so it starts to get serious. And then we're like, you know, hey, is this, uh, you want to hang out or whatever? And she's like, you know, yeah, I like, uh, I like hanging out. <laughs> and I like so, hanging out in high school. So I had this hangout spot when I was in high school. Uh, it was at the golf course, the local municipal golf course. Okay. And uh, you and so you go to park there, and nobody golfs at night, you know. So it's like 1 a.m. It's a pretty safe play. Nobody's gonna like fucking drive up and catch you swinging clubs and stuff. <laughs> and so you know, we took we took things into the back seat in this uh, golf course parking lot, and uh, I you know I was still a virgin. I was a virgin until I was in college. No funny business, you know. It was just uh, just making out and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tonsil hockey. And um, so we're doing that, you know, and not really even any articles of clothing coming up. And then I see, like, these lights, these headlights kind of out of the peripheral vision off in the distance. And I sort of pop up, and what the hell? It's like 1 a.m., 1.30 now because, you know, I last so long. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck? So they drive up real, real slow, and they drive by us. And I'm like, shit. And then they just turn around and drive off. I'm like, okay. God in heaven, that was fucking scary. Anyway, back to, you know, making out and, you know, glad hand and this uh, young lady's breast and stuff. And then, uh, like, about five minutes later, another car came and stopped at the edge. Like, fucking Grand Central Station here. I'm trying to, like, make out with some broad. <laughs> and uh, this one felt different right away. And uh, so, all of a sudden, just cherries and berries on top of the car. <laughs> and I realized that it's the uh, the police, the 5 Oh, fu- shit. And so they dra- I don't have a real good reason to be out on the <laughs> golf course at 1.30 in the morning. And so they start driving up, and I'm, like, kind of freaking out a little bit, you know? I mean, it's awkward more than anything. It's, it's mostly harmless, but it's awkward. Sure. And so uh, I go to get out of the car, and I forgot that in my old 91 Camry that neither of the uh, back doors open from the inside. <laughs> we were both, like, stuck there. And so I, uh, I rolled down the window, and I climbed out of the window, and I uh, fell onto the, the gravel. <laughs> 
because <laughs> I was like gonna explain to him, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, we're a couple of dumbasses. Yeah. And so I, I, I started to approach the cop car then as it had pulled up, and they don't like it when you walk toward the cop no, car. Cops, cops no, cops don't like it when you walk. I, I discovered. No, I discovered they didn't. Yeah, I discovered they didn't like that. And so they went on the loudspeaker or whatever. And they're like, back in your car. And so I didn't know what to do. I like put my hands <laughs> up like I was gonna get you know arrested or whatever. And so I walked back to the car and like a gentleman, I uh, opened the door for my uh, my mistress of the night because she was stuck in the back seat. You know, so I let her into the front. I thought that'd be less awkward. And so I got it back in the front. And the cops come up there and they're like, uh, so what you doing out here? Like, oh, we're fucking doing our taxes you know what we're doing let's just not let's not let's, do this let's play know. this game yeah but you know we were just making out we were we weren't you know like uh you know premarital relations or anything it yeah. was just you know some making out just some and so heavy, heavy petting yeah oh yeah i was uh, i was doing most of the petting there wasn't <laughs> there, as you can see there's not a lot on me that you want to pet <laughs> yeah. uh and so anyways like uh they take the ids and stuff and they go back and i'm like fuck and so we st- we're talking a little bit because you know the cops take interminably long they do yes. when they do i don't oh, know yeah. what's going on and so we're like talking and stuff and she says something that makes me pause and i'm like and and i have to ask then i'm like i'm sorry what's it paula her name isn't paula yeah. i would never do this with somebody named paula I'm like paula how old are you and she's like i'm 15 and I was 18, <laughs> and she was just a she was just a hot, classy young broad. I didn't know she was 15. You know, I didn't want to get it. And uh, we didn't do anything. It was just some uh, just some heavy petting, yeah. you know, as you say. But they don't know that they're back in the car thinking that yeah. I was you know planting seed, and so um, so that wasn't good. And they both got her IDs and stuff like that. And so uh, and then we're talking. I'm like, fuck, fuck I am in so much. Tr- I am fucked. I am fucked. I am fucked. And she's like, yeah, me too. I was like, oh, you are. You don't understand because I'm gonna go to fucking prison. And she's like. You don't understand because my mom is the police dispatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the police came back uh, and they handed uh, our IDs to us. And they're like, your parents know where you are? Like, Second dumb question. Like, yeah, yeah, we told them. They, they approve of this. And uh, I said, uh, no, in all, in all honesty, they don't. And they're like, you guys go straight home and you go to bed right now. And they <laughs> left and nothing happened. <laughs> and that was a goddamn icy cold silence yeah. driving home with this uh, 15 year old child dropping her ass off and never seeing her again. <laughs> so uh, that was a six and a half minute cold open. But That's fair. <laughs> Don't 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 tell anybody. I will not tell anybody. No one can know this. Yeah, anywhere. So. I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. It's been a really long time. It has. It hasn't been as long as it 
could be. Yeah, no, we... We uh, got together to record last week, so, you know, but uh, personal circumstances, we were unable to put out a, a podcast. The week before that, I was in San Francisco running the country, so... Yeah, uh, we're ru- ruining the country. Is that what you that, said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, so, you know, hey, one, one the only difference time. the only difference between running and ruining is I. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So also an extra n, an extra yeah. I, I didn't spell <laughs> very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay, listen. I wasn't thinking extremely close to that. Um, um, yeah. So what have you been up to the last three weeks? I mean, I know, but the the people don't. Yeah. Know. Um, you know, lots of lots of stuff. Uh, got laid off on Thursday, so. That was super cool. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't um, know if you would want to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, you know, I well, you know, I got to get that uh, hashtag hire Zeller content out there from the get go. Yeah, I uh, p- people probably listen to like the first ten minutes of these things and turn us off, anyways. I mean, yeah, I so now's the time so to spit it now out. Now's the time yeah. to let you know. I'm so, sorry yeah. that my cold open was ten minutes long. <laughs> now you're gonna go jobless just because yeah, of my story. That's fair, yeah. So, um, between you and my wife, I think I'll be fine. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, in terms of connections, yeah, I was like, I'm not yeah. paying for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you uh, know someone who's hiring, somebody... Uh, this is the new Patreon pitch, yeah. by the way. <laughs> if, if, uh, if you like uh, David Zeller to continue to eat food each week, uh, contribute, <laughs> join our Patreon. Yeah, if you want my kid to uh, you know, grow up with an employed father... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so but yeah, no, seriously, if you, uh, if you, know, if you know of anything, hit me up. Um, yep. I have a very diverse skill set. was recently you know, doing uh, marketing work and work, I've done work in nonprofits, development, all that. I swear to God, I'm not going to do this every week, so I'm just going to do it for this one. But yeah, just hit us up on the, on the Twitters or uh, shoot, me, uh, shoot me a message on, on Twitter. And I'm um, happy. I have a shit ton of time now, so I'm happy to get <laughs> coffee or grab lunch. Or yeah, yeah. Actually, literally had coffee with uh, someone this morning, actually, uh, t- uh, potentially a... Uh, a uh, consulting gig so excellent um, yeah and, and it's actually been great I've, everybody has reached I mean I've had just so many people uh, reach out you know when they heard the news on Thursday over the course of the weekend um, you know I had my it's great my in-laws are in town so I couldn't get like blackout drunk for five days it's, <laughs> it's probably fortuitous which is, which timing is, yeah which is like yeah. yeah I could I could possibly do that but I was like no nah, that's probably not the smartest idea so so yeah so it's been uh, it's been I just I have lots of time to watch soccer during the day, so if anybody wants to watch Champions League or whatever during the day, too, also, nope. again, hit me up, because I got shit else going on right now. So, um, so yeah, so that's that's how I've been. How about you? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, my my son is playing soccer again, so it was like a little loons it's, update. Uh, He's, uh, you know, your daughter, too, or no? No, she didn't want to, okay. and we're not really pushing him into it, but he, he liked it. He wanted to do it again, so... Sure. Um, oh, so yeah. he, he was, uh, you know, I'm trying to teach him like, you know, it's okay to be like a, a little competitive, a little physical, kind of go shoulder to shoulder because my son is kind of a wimp, you know, <laughs> as far as those things go. Um, he's a, he's a brilliant as hell, but he's, you know, he is, he'll shy away from it. And so I was telling him about that and then he goes out there and he, he's doing well. And I, I like that he's being physical, but then he just starts pushing kids down. Like he's not even shoulder to shoulder. It's just two stiff arms stiff arming these fucking kids to the ground and the parents are all like upset they're like oh and now i'm like the parent they they, they think i'm like teaching them to do that like i'm the asshole dad it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah. get him get him that <laughs> wasn't I, vicariously through your children yeah yeah all the aggression i have dude. and so i called him over you know and told him uh you know you can't fucking do that <laughs> you can't, you can't physically it, push them down right right no it's a, it can be an accident yeah <laughs> so now it just looks like i've framed it like hey Act better, yeah. But uh, you know, he scored a goal, so that was nice. good. He's got yeah. a he's got a wide base, so he could be a stout. Like, he's a stout kid, yeah. Fielder or something. Yeah, so. he's. Uh, I I I don't want him to join football, but he'd be a real good wrestler. You know, anything about his build, mm-hmm. be a hell of a wrestler. 
Anyway. I was a wrestler growing up, so I would yeah. uh, I would suggest and, it. And you're a stout fellow. I'm a stout fellow. <laughs> yeah, that's those, that's those are words to describe me. You know, I had a I had a, a class reunion uh, this last weekend up in uh, up near oh, Fargo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I went to the Concordia, and uh, <coughs> he's looking at his fucking time. Like this is the longest podcast ever already. <laughs> um, and uh, I've got good news. I've gotten um, proportionately as fat as all the people in my graduating class. You know, all you can, I'm, all you I'm, can a, little, I'm a little fatter, but I haven't like ballooned more than you know. Some of my peers. Yeah, that's all you can ask that's, for. That's it's it. Just, that's just, the goal. You're just, it's gonna happen. You're Except for the couple of people who are, you know, just like, uh, uh, goddamn hot. You know, yeah. there's a couple of them. You're like, what happened to you? Yeah, that's one of you the nice. Figured things, your life out. One of the nice things about being laid off is like I can go to the gym for like five hours. Oh, and there you go. Totally yeah. cool. Just get just get jacked and yeah. cut. <laughs> <laughs> so you should do that. I might, yeah. You should also look for uh, a career. But yeah, I should probably, probably get a jack. I should also get jacked. Yeah, probably I'll won't. Uh, probably won't hurt uh, in the bedroom or whatever. I was, you know? I was hoping to get jacked by one of those uh, <laughs> people I graduated with. That didn't happen. <laughs> We should talk about some soccer, yeah, man. Yeah, let's um, do that. Before we, we do that, a, uh, give yeah. it, uh, remind the people about the Patreon very briefly. Oh yeah, 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 sure. So, like, uh, so we had uh, we do have the Patreon, guys. Um, it just came out of your bank bank's accounts uh, earlier th- yesterday or two days ago. Um, we're up, we promise we're gonna drop some uh, we're gonna drop some more Patreon content very soon. We have a we have a couple of ideas for uh, extra podcasts. Yep. Um, probably record one next week and then yep. maybe one a couple weeks after that. So we're gonna try and get my goal is to get at least one into your feeds uh, every month. Um, we got something early September last month and uh, so yeah so we're going to try and get a couple we'll get a couple on the bank if you ever have any ideas again hit us up if you want to support the Patreon just go to uh, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know uh, really does help it's not helping me it's it's helping the podcast we bought we just bought new uh, pot filters for our mics you know hopefully yeah. get a uh, they're a lot uh, better yeah so we, it's we great um, yeah you the get listeners can tell there are fewer pops there are fewer pops so yeah patreon.com backslash the Daves I know yeah. to help support the Daves you know and hopefully like Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe just, yeah. maybe you just hate give us money, which is I'm totally cool with that. But you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Teach hey, their own. Take it. So uh, let's talk about uh, New York City FC. This is not a yeah. game that I had us down to win. I'll be honest with you. No, no, uh, I did not either. But we did, which shouldn't be surprising because we're a very, very good team yes, at home. Yes, that is. It's and you know weirdly, um, I think uh, Jeff Ruder pointed it out in his uh, uh, Morning Moon podcast. We actually didn't play very well, like as a overall in this game. It was an ugly, ugly game to watch from the stands, uh, yeah. rewatching. Um, and you know, on hindsight, you look back at, at you know, w- look back at the match. Like it was an ugly win. And the two times we played ugly at home, uh, we've lost. We lost that Atlanta United game, and then we lost that Seattle Sounders, that sloppy Seattle Sounders game. Yeah, we went down to ten men. And we managed to find a way to, to hold on and win. So the three points is three points. Good, uh, good teams don't play their best every week, but they find a way to win when they're not playing their best. Yeah. We're not a good team, but this is encouraging. So, Or at least get points. You know, like the fact that we dropped yeah. six points between those both Atlanta and Seattle game. Um, if we win both those, I think we're like the second best uh, home, home team in uh, the Western Conference. I don't you know? fucking so, hear that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what, was, <laughs> what was your best moment of the game? Well, <clears throat> as I said, uh, you know, we had actually a pretty dominant first half performance um, in terms of just, uh, you know, being stout. Um but I, I got to give it to uh, that Miguel Ibarra laser cross into the box, um, and Joel Rodriguez like finding a second gear or third gear somewhere to put mm-hmm. his head on it. Uh, <clears throat> that goal was, you know, that bu- the the cross was amazing. The finish mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, you know, that first DC goal that uh, Rodriguez has kind of feel like the keeper probably botched that one a little bit. Uh, this one, he put a stamp on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I gotta say that that specifically the cross, but that whole that whole succession of of, of the Cantero pass to Ibarra, 
Abara running, Ben Sweat giving him all the space in the world, and then the just just a putting a picture perfect cross mm-hmm. to Angelo, where only he could get to it. Uh, Sean Johnson had no chance. Um, for me, that was that was the best moment of the game, especially you know. Yeah, I, I had that down as well. I, you know, I, let me give you a couple of a couple of thoughts or caveats or something like that. First of all, I, I think what happened there defensively for New York is that um, the defender thought that the goalkeeper was going to come out and intercept that one. The goalkeeper didn't, and so Angelo Rodriguez yeah. finds himself in perfect, you know, perfect space. Um, in truth, I believe that 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 cross from Miguel Ibarra probably should have been too close to the goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I, the keeper should have got that. As it yeah. was, obviously, it found his head. It was perfect. No, that's fair. Yeah. But in a normal, mistake-free, whatever, circumstance, I don't think it's, it was a great cross. MLS. There's mistakes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's so, an, you know, it comes back to defense. average. You, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, you know, as long as we're getting opportunities and putting the ball in, in dangerous spots, yeah. you're going to take and advantage sometimes. You know, so. three, three week ago, Rodriguez, I don't think he gets on that ball. Or if he does, he, like, he heads it over the bar or to the, to the you know, um, on the other side of the mm-hmm. sticks. Like, he, you know, the, the fact that he, he got, he, because you can see if you rewatch that goal, <clears throat> you you can see, like, yeah, well, you're right. I think when Ibarra hits it, I think they're they're confused. The fact that he, Ibarra had so much space was, like, boggles my mind, too. Like, right, ben, right. Sweat, ben Sweat had a terrible, terrible game for U.S. Men's National Team call-up. Ben Sweat had a really yeah, terrible yeah. game against us. Um but yeah, the fact that Rodriguez found a second gear uh, and got his head on it and and hit it hit it perfectly, you know, again like Minnesota teams don't do that on the road, and especially right. you know when they're getting out possessed for the entire game, they don't they don't find those opportunities and they don't convert on those opportunities. So the fact that they were able to, and you know, right in front of the of the uh, home the home supporters, the support the dark clouds and T and E and all those like. We've, in fact, we've scored all of our goals in front of the supporters. Has been awesome too the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's so been fun. Normally, they score on the other side of the field, and then we get all the uh, we get all the uh, away teams goals. <laughs> let me let me put a thought in your head. I, it's it's easy to be pessimistic about the team, and there's lots to be realistically pessimistic about. But I'm gonna put this thought in your head. Um, Romario Ibarra started to really find his goal scoring boots. Wound up hurt. Um, but was finding his boots. Yeah. If uh, Rodriguez is starting to round into form, finding a groove with the other players, th- think about a front four of uh, winger Ibarra, a winger Ibarra, a Carlos uh, uh, Darwin Quintero, and a uh, um, and a Angelo Rodriguez who are all in form. If, the, if the, there's a lot of ifs there, you know yeah. they have to be in for him. Where, you know where, what we saw from Rodriguez, what we saw from Romario Ibarra you know, can't are you, be. Are you talking like 2019? Basically? I'm, th- I'm thinking if, if and, and and then you've got folks like Molino and yeah, Ethan like, Finley on the Molino bench. Finley, yeah. Like that's not only a really strong front four, assuming that they continue with that form, yeah. but it's a deep it's a deep attack as yeah. well. If you again, get those guys back healthy, it, you know I think again I think Ruder uh, put it in his piece like this is probably like Minnesota is probably the funnest team to watch. When they're playing at home, like it's just a, as, a, as a neutral, if you don't have a, 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 a even if you do, but like Minnesota games are fun and mm-hmm. they are crazy uh, at TCF, and they're probably the funnest team to watch in MLS at home. Now on the road, they're oh, abject, it's, it's, it's like ridiculous. miserable abject yeah. failures, but at home, like they're a super ass fun team to watch. I'll buy so. into that. Yeah. Well, did you did you have anything else besides? Uh, no, besides no, that, that 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 moment stands out because, like yeah. you said, it wasn't it wasn't a great game overall. I, I, I will also say, I mean, just the second Rodriguez goal was great too. I mean, he just you know, Sweat had a terrible, terrible back pass to Johnson, mm-hmm. and and he pounced on it. And that's what and that's what that's what tens, that's what strikers need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ramirez has done that. Uh, Ibsen gave one away when he backheeled it to Alfonso mm-hmm. Davies, like right into his path. But yeah, right. you know, that's what that's what good. Um, that's what good strikers do, and if you, you capitalize know, on a mistake, yeah, exactly. That's it. And the fact that that 
you know, the fact that we were pressing um, there, like we were allowing New York possession, we were pressing well and defending well um, on that press gave us gave them gave them the opportunity for that um, for that to happen. So yep, exactly. you know, love it. So what was, your, what was your worst moment of the game? Um, I th- I'm gonna save the VAR stuff for the most what the fuck moment. Colin okay. Warner's second yellow. Um, obviously, like you could tell the. In spite of in spite of like a dominant and he and Colin had actually a very good game for the fact that we had Bob and Maxi had played so well the, the week before and, and unfortunately were both out because of their red Yellow cards, and, yeah. and accumulation cards. Um, the fact that also the fact that that uh, Bob card didn't get rescinded it, like blows my mind and he had to serve that suspension. Right. Um, so Warner was playing fairly well sort of in that sixth role um, with Rasmus Schuler who was back. Um, and you know, getting that second yellow um, and the red card in the 76th minute, just seeing that you know, that's when New York had just started putting the pressure on, and they were starting. That's when they got their first, actually, their first shot on goal. I think was in like, like about five minutes before uh, Warner got that uh, red card. So, um, so yeah, that you know, that whole thing, that whole sequence of events, and the fact that he, he definitely deserved it. Like it was a bad tackle. Yeah, it was. He definitely deserved that it. One, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, the the referee. We could, we'll get to the referee in a little bit too, but the referee was not in control of that game whatsoever. It was, uh, it was. They were mixing it up. Yeah. yeah. So, I love the look on Colin Warner's face after that, after yeah. that tackle that closed out for him. Incredulous. Like, like, yeah. He, you know what? He, he may have just gotten up and walked off before the referee had the chance. He could have yeah. just been like, "Yep, I get it. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good night." He, he knew he had fucked yeah. up big time. I mean, just because at, at that point, you know, it was still two nothing. There's still, you know, at least, you know, at least 15 minutes left in the game. You know, I just figured everything was going to go to shit for Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they would they would dro- you know drop points or even even give up three goals in like 15 minutes, which we've mm-hmm. seen this team do before. So yeah. so yeah, that for me was the worst moment of the game. What, what about for you? My, mine is more. There's not even that much to say about it. Mine's a little bit more banal, but um, uh, the defense in about the 11th minute, the defense our defense let uh, New York City in. Uh, pretty much 1v1 against the keeper. Now, they managed to play a little catch-up, uh, but it was, it was just a really long straight ball that it ran onto the end to. And it's just so and, and it was emblematic of some of the things that often go wrong for us is the opportunity for this early goal. It's just defense sleeping, poor coverage there. And overall, I thought Brent Coleman actually had a tough game. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and I hold him primarily responsible for that. Uh, and if anybody's going to be responsible for the pinball bullshit that happened for the goal that New York did get, you know, I, I feel like Brent Coleman lost his guy there for a moment, but I, I well, I don't, I don't Boxo hold- lost his guy even more dramatically for that one. So I have to rewatch the yeah. tape. Anyway, I don't really watch yeah. him on tape. Yeah, but yeah. I do think Brent Coleman had a tough game. And yeah, I, uh, uh, this, er- this early moment—that's how we let games get away from. Just because we got away with one there yeah. doesn't mean it wasn't a really fucking abject. Yeah, moment, again, so. I mean that's but that's you know we talked we've talked we've literally had this conversation before where it's yeah. like. We don't get that break, so like uh, normally we, it just goes in. It goes in, yeah they, yeah. they put it in the back of the net. We're down. So it's um, a good sign that it's a good sign that yeah. they and, did and recover. I, I, I agree with you. Brent didn't have his best game. Um, I also think he think think he played terribly. I mean, I thought th- as a cohesive unit, they played the the unit played really well together. Mm-hmm. And maybe Brent was a little off, but I thought the unit played like supremely well together. Calwell left back has been great, and I know he hates playing left back, but it's it's a better it's his, fit. It's his best position mm-hmm. on the field, and and well, and he and, and he was uh, he got a great chance in attack to a, a yeah. relative attack here on the left side, yeah. and uh, almost almost came up with a goal with. Uh, I don't Quintero understand there. why he doesn't like. He's so good in attack. We've seen him be really mm-hmm. good in the attack, and like yep. and you know and oh, like you know I don't know. I just don't get it. So um, okay. Did he say Moving. anything bad about the media? I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. They so won. I saw. So I saw. Uh, 
So I went to the Talisman uh, soccer social thing that they had on Saturday morning before sure. the game. Um, and actually, I went to a whiskey tasting before the game with my buddy. Like it was like, this weekend was set up for me, like just a just a hardcore bender. So I'm really yeah. glad it did not you get pulled out way. the other side. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so that at the uh, soccer social thing, both um, Eric Miller and uh, Brent Coleman were there, um, and so I went up and got a picture with Brent and posted on the social medias and stuff. And it's like, hey, you remember like, you were the one who gave me your last NFL, NFL jersey? He's like, yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, so it was it was fun. And look, at, and I was like, I got the picture with Brent. Eric Miller was kind of standing on the side. I came back. Oh, I came back to where my buddy was. We were watching the Liverpool uh, Chelsea game at, mm, sure. uh, at Talisman. She has a great shop. If you need if you need local soccer stuff, like Dustin over at Talisman does a really great job. Um, I have actually like five pieces of the, the sweatshirt I wore in today is something that they created. Uh, they have a heart. They actually have a, a most of their stuff's online, but they actually have a physical store that they open yep. occasionally. Um, and if you're a Dark Cloud or T&E or whatever, Card of Wonder, you actually get, uh, I think it's like 10% off your order or whatever. Um, anyways, so I get the picture of Brian, come back over to my buddy Joe. And then I, I kind of was like, oh, fuck, that's like Eric Miller standing right there. We talked about how Eric Miller doesn't look like he's. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's like a uh, like a team uh, like official. He, yeah, it looks like he works yeah, there. So yeah. anyway, sorry, I digress. No, that's good. <laughs> um, so uh, where where were we? Uh, your mm. most what the fuck moment? Yeah. So I go back to the bar, um, and just the the fact that it was used on that first Minnesota United goal. And if you I mean rewatch like like you watch it like one time, you can clearly see that Rodriguez is like. Being, like, being held on side by like two, two New York defenders, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, and the fact that it wasn't used on the goal that they scored because that goal, was, in my estimation, was clearly offsides. The um, New York goal. New York goal, yeah, at the very end, the the one that ricocheted off of Bobby. Right. Um, and so the fact that they used it on the first goal, they and then you know they and I guess my biggest complaint, and I I think VAR's good. I, I think I think the way they implemented it in the World Cup was great. I really wish that MLS would sort of implement it that way. Um, that they have a dedicated for, like fifth official who is the VAR official for each game. I know MLS is a cheap ass league, and they probably won't ever do that. Um, but the fact that uh, that they spent five minutes reviewing that goal, they didn't tell him. They're not telling anybody in the stadium what why goes off of the you know the. Um, RSL uh, debacle like two weeks before, where they, you know, they reviewed uh, the reviewing goal. They told the the broadcasters like a complete like incorrect thing, and so you know we're looking at so the people at home are looking at like what they're trying to what they're trying to see, um, and the, again the fact that like they didn't even go to VAR for the second goal, like right. which I guess is you know if you're if you're a fan of flow of the game and things like that, I guess you you, know, you take the good with the bad, but. Just the fact that they went to it on that first goal, didn't go into on a goal that was yeah, like much more, much more likely to be offsides. Uh, I just and trying to, you know, I mean, my in-laws were at the game, so I was like trying to explain to them what, like, why they went to What's that. What's happening? Like, why, yeah, yeah, why are they, why are they looking at that one? Why they didn't look at the other one? It, you know, I have to explain to to casual what the fuck is going yeah, on there. Yeah, so. I think you know, there's pros, of, there's pros of VAR and there's cons of VAR. Sure, yeah. But if you're gonna go with it or without it, then you at least want to enjoy those pros. And suffer those cons in a consistent way, you know. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the complications. Um, yeah, I don't know that that stood out to me. I I don't I I guess the VAR. So the VAR makes sense. I for me the most what the fuck moment just was that tackle by Colin Warner because yeah. So here, here's the people who play a defensive midfield role are commonly the ones who are going to accumulate the yellows because it's more often on them to make that last ditch cleanup messy tackle. Yep. 
where they say I'm going to take a strategic yellow. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Maxi, uh, who was <laughs> who was adding a yellow card every like 18 minutes. Yeah, right? he takes it to it's an he takes more it to than an extreme. That. Yeah, but uh, but no, they, they're going to inherently do more of that. That wasn't yeah. what this was. It was just the sloppiest tackle. Uh, it's it's and now and now we've got to think about. Uh, fortunately, he's not an obvious starter. Yeah. So which you know, how often do we fail? Okay, we're just going to fucking toss the dice on what happens next week. But um, it's just one more example. We could have given that game away. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. With, with just a, an absolutely boneheaded, and that's the thing. It wasn't just like a misexecuted. Yeah. It was absolutely inadvisable. Um, this team could shoot itself in the foot, and we're, they're very lucky that they were able to build up enough of a lead that was insurmountable by an NYC team that was way off. Yeah, didn't well, have David Villa. Yeah, didn't have, and, didn't have three yeah. of their didn't have three of their uh, starters. Um, yeah, and very very lucky to walk yeah. away with three. You points. Could argue, I mean, you could argue uh, too that that sort of the way that Bobby just bobbled that ball, like he don't like Bobby's a stop, shot stopper. He doesn't give balls away like that right. uh, for the most of the five moment. I think think something that might be contributed that uh, Shuttleworth only saw two shots on on the day. And this guy's used to taking like seeing like twenty shots a game. That's down to the midfield. And yeah, and so I mean that's why that's why when I go back and when I say I think this team actually played fairly well defensively in this game despite it being kind of a kind of a shitty game. Yeah. Um, is that Shuttleworth only saw two shots? And granted, he gave up a goal on one of the shots. <laughs> right. Um, but not a good save yeah, percent. But the fact that he didn't see—I mean, that's you know. We always talk about how like the defense starts in the midfield and, and everybody any soccer person says that, but it really was like you know, which is why as soon as Warner got that red, um, you could definitely see the balance of, of, of that start to shift and New York yep. actually getting some some actual opportunities that were actually threatening as opposed yeah. to taking shots from outside the eighteen yard box, which is what they were doing for the most part before like uh, you know, in the early part of the game. So it's worth it's worth mentioning that New York City have been really poor lately. Yeah, uh, it was something like five points in seven games. Yeah, and they're slowly. Um, I mean, they were third. They were challenging for the Sports Shield for a long time, and now yeah, they're not anymore. They might not even be hosting a knockout round game. Yeah. Um, if they keep playing like this, so yeah, it's a nightmare there. Anyways, uh, official scorecard. I think it's safe to say that you felt <laughs> poorly about what happened. Yeah, I think second week in a row. I mean, the you know we we benefited from the this referee not really controlling the game. I think. We had something like 21 fouls mm-hmm. to like uh, New York City's like 10 or 11. Um, you know, we only got the three yellow cards. We probably could have had more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the VAR, you know, the VAR uh, stuff was just bad. I thought. And so yeah. I said a D minus, which you know, insert pa- uh, insert Chris Wright joke uh, passing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so talk- we haven't had we haven't had a podcast since all that stuff came oh, out. Christ. So I I don't even want to go. Yeah. There. No. It was and we obviously a dumb thing, yep. but. Um, so I've said this before. I don't have a big problem with a referee making a good faith error in what happens on the field. It's very easy for us to see with the angle we have on TV and a thousand replays. Yep. Then in hindsight, to say how didn't he see that? Yeah. In truth, he's got 22 fucking people to watch, yeah. and he doesn't always have a good angle on what happens. It's okay if a mistake happens in good faith because they have a poor angle or they didn't catch it or whatever. There are things that you can always control, which is the flow of the match, man management, the safety of the game. Um, uh, with, in MLS, they do have a fifth uh, dedicated VAR official. Uh, those people have the control over whether that's going to happen or yeah. not. You know, Those people are held accountable there. They lost control of the game. And so, for me, yes, by those days, you know, I usually don't dock as many points for a missed call. We're like, well, God damn it. Unless like, they're standing there. Yeah. And they clearly should have had it. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, no, for me, it's more about how do you manage the game, and it was done poorly. So, sure. so a, a low rating. Okay, so we got some awards to hand out then. Who is your winner of the 
Freddie Adu Memorial Award for the star of the game. Well, like I said, I want to I want to acknowledge like like I said the that the defense played in that you know including this includes that Colin Warner and, and you know the wingers and the midfielders coming back on defense. I thought they played really well um, in front of Bobby. Probably one of their best matches in front of Bobby. But I'm going to give it to uh, Miguel Ibarra. Um, that great pass again, which was probably. Uh, Got benefited we, from a little luck. We, we caveated it. It's all right. But, you know, he had uh, almost 100% passing accuracy on, like, t the 24. I think he only missed, like, three passes. Um, you know, what what haven't we said about Miguel Abar? Like, man deserves a, another U.S. Men's National Team call-up. Uh, refuses to get it. Um, yeah. And uh, just generally had a, uh, a really solid um, overall game. Considering, like, you know, as we you know, laid it out at the beginning, like, I don't think anybody was super solid in this match. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Darwin kind of got locked down. Rodriguez, of course, had the goals, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Miguel Ibarra. I feel like I feel like I want to give it to Rodriguez just because of the goals. That's always the easiest thing to do. But yeah. he he made that second goal happen. A lousy mm -hmm. back passes happen, but he got on his horse and uh, not only caught up with it, but got a great touch on it to get around the goalkeeper. And, that uh, counts. You yeah, know? we've seen we've seen strikers uh, get around goalkeepers and totally <clears throat> totally shank it. Yeah. Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and obviously that fir that first goal, he had to get on his horse and, and put a good head to it and stuff. So, um, mostly, I I want to karmically give it to him, hoping that he can ride some of that luck and that goodwill. Um, so, so we have another award to dole out. Then, who is your uh, Freddie Adu Memorial Award winner for the shittiest player of the game? Ah, uh, man, Alexi Gomez had a really fucking terrible game. Yeah, I, <laughs> it, was, for, um, it was Brent Coleman and him for me. Yeah, uh, Gomez was a ghost at best. He was a he was a ghost, but even when he, I mean, when he ha he passed about fifty percent accuracy, missed like ten of his twenty passes, and so you only saw him when he was really fucking up, and he was not really part of the game. Um, he had the ignominy of being one of the only two subs in the game. Coming out shortly after Warner got the red card for, uh, I believe, for Eric Miller. Um, yeah, he Obviously was just, only two subs. Yeah, only two subs. I, you could give it to Heath, uh, as we often do. Does he do. still think that in the United States it can go to overtime during I the regular season? Maybe I, that's I, it? I don't know. Maybe. What, what if it all came down to that? Like something as simple as like, oh, are those the rules? Yeah. I think the joke, uh, no, we call it soccer pod, was like he just thinks that he can accumulate them all, so like he can use like eleven oh, subs in the last oh, game, yeah. like, a, like an international friendly or something. <laughs> For a friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we both uh, talked about you. You agree, Gomez, or you said Coleman as well. So yeah, you have to sell me a little harder on Coleman with uh, your he had a good game stuff, but uh, you know we only allowed one goal and it was on a pinball <laughs> sort of situation. Yeah. It's not bad. So yeah. But, as I say, def defense starts in the midfield. So, let's talk about something other than that game. It was fun. We won. We did. I watched, I had, I watched from home, man. Sorry about that. No, I didn't watch from home. I watched from uh, Fargo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys are up in uh, up in, yeah. in Moorhead. So. It was hot fucking late. It was a couple of ladies who aren't, you know, getting fat like the rest of us. God damn it. <laughs> I felt really good about it last week. I was like, oh, I'm equally as fat as these people. And I'm not fat. And no. neither are they, but we're all, you know, we're fattening at the Pro same proportionally. Ratio. Yeah. But then there's those people you're just like, dude, you were hot in college, and right now, fucking losing my pants here. Yeah. Well, way, I'm sorry. Not I'm, so much you can do I'm about that. I'm losing control here. Yeah. Shouldn't talk about this anymore. Yeah. What, uh, do we have any United news? Uh, uh, we have a little bit. Um, some stuff from a couple weeks there last week. Uh, the 50K to Midway, I think they sold about almost. Over forty thousand tickets for that, so I know Four, that's forty-five is my last forty-five count. So they're getting no, I close. Didn't count them. I yeah, they're getting close. Um, the uh, Angelo Rodriguez, he made the team of the week bench uh, for his uh, two-goal performance over the weekend, um, and then uh, Kyle Eliason over at Pro Soccer USA. Uh, an, or I don't. I think this was probably right after we would have 
recorded last week. Um, when this is something we talked about back in, I believe, April, is that Minnesota United's in advanced discussions with Madison for their USL D3. Yep. Sorry, USL League One. That's a that's a thing now. Um, <laughs> uh, affiliation yep. for at least a year. Um, it, you know, we like we're not, I don't want to talk about the dive into the Chris Wright piece, but a couple things that he did say. Um, that I think are good is that you know they are they do want to have their own uh, USL team, um, which I think is good. good yes. Um, what, depending on where they put it, um, they do want to have a women's team as well, which I think is good. And, and we've talked a little bit about this too. Like in theory, that's good. Whether it'll get the eyeballs, you know, we, we, it'd be great if it's like the Riveters, but that's that's a completely different example in terms of uh, you know the town and the, and the sports teams and all the support that they have. So, right. so you know, those are two good things um, that came out of that right uh, that right uh, hand job piece that was in the uh, Star Tribune. So, yeah. that's exactly what it was. <coughs> yeah. So that's I mean that's pretty much all. That's all I saw. So, yeah. do you have anything else you want to add from there? No. No, <laughs> no, I, I waffle so much about the NWSL team question. You know, yeah, how cool would it be? It, it, but then I think you know how crowded the sports market is to begin with, and it's even a crowded soccer market. Yeah, and the, you know, as, yeah, and what, some, what are people giving up to go to it? What dies to make room for it? Um, I mean, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's interesting coming from you. That's why it's probably one of the most diehard NWSL fans yeah. in Minnesota. But that's the thing. I, I want it. And for me, for me, I would give up things. You know, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't go to this. I would go to the NWSL team and say, I, I can think of things I would give up. But I don't know if everybody else would. I, I would encourage them to. And I can yeah. tell them, why would you watch lower tier this when you could watch top tier women's soccer and yeah. stuff like that? You know, I can make 100 arguments. But if they don't do it, then we got to suffer through the reputation of yeah. being the market that failed women's soccer. I mean, and I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah, I guess the question, I mean, ultimately, like, if, if they don't play at the uh, at Allianz, then then I think it's a it's a terrible decision. But I can't imagine they wouldn't play at Allianz. Kind of like uh, the uh, Riveters play, or, you know, Portland. The, th- the Thorns, sorry, not the Rivers. The Thorns play at uh, mm-hmm. you know at the Timbers uh, Timbers uh, Stadium. Yeah. Um, but if they like put them at you know Elizabeth Ro- uh, Robbie, or they yeah. put them at you know TCF or someplace like that where it's not the same, it's not all the same branding and everything. I think that would be a huge fucking mistake. And yeah. they shouldn't do it in that case. Like, just there is, you know, there's already some amateur women's soccer. There's we have several, you know, uh, amateur, uh, uh, you know, soccer clubs, and yeah. so we'll see. But yeah. Anyways, okay, let's move on. Let's we could do the. It wasn't. A, there we wasn't a, a separate women's soccer podcast. There wasn't really. a ton of. <laughs> there wasn't a ton of news. So yeah. uh, at least on the Minnesota United front. So. So so here's a question: If you uh, if you if you could uh, have sex with any woman, just one woman for the rest of your life, who would it be? My wife. Me too. <laughs> My wife. I was going to love that. I was gonna, oh, man, I was going to do some shit where I was going to, you know, I'm setting you up for this. Like, oh, any woman in the whole world, huh? Oh, you know, uh, Chrissy Teigen. Or and I was going to say, oh, not your wife, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and no, but you fucking nailed it. I'm, no, you dug I, yourself right out of that trap. Listen, man, I, yeah, I'm not. Uh, remember the time that I cornered that random guy that walked up to us in here and ended up making him support the Confederacy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, little sm- I'm a little smarter than that guy. I guess. It's all a game to yeah. me. Uh, so speaking of games to me, let's talk about uh, the Philadelphia Union coming up this weekend, man. Yeah, the Union. So the Union are a better team than they have a reputation for being. Yeah. Uh, the Union <laughs> took like eight points out of their first nine games this year. Uh, so that's not good. That's not a good pace. However, we were saying back then, this looks like a team that has the pieces where they're – 
going to start turning those into points. Yeah. Like, these are not crushing losses. They aren't ugly losses. We can see what they're going for in this rebuilding effort. We thought it would take longer than it's taken. Yeah. Now, they're like a win away from sitting fourth and maybe even hosting a playoff game. Yeah. They made it to the U.S. Open Cup final. They looked... and The I'm, rebuild happened way faster than we thought. Yeah. They, in you know... They're an interesting case for Minnesota because they, they, they don't have – I mean, they obviously have, like, they have Ali Bedoya, CJ Sapong, um, Andre Blake. They have some, you know, relatively big-name players, but they don't – they didn't go out and spend a shit ton of money to do that, right? They, well, no, none of the guys you're naming are, like, ha- have had huge seasons yeah, or anything no, either. Yeah, they, no, they were, they were shrewd. They made some really good – they some really good targeted signings. Um, you know, Jim Curtin has gotten – has probably the, the longest leash in MLS. Like, he's been on – uh, coaching hot seats for you know tire, tire fire power ranking like you know first coach fired hot seats for god going it seems like every year for the last four years but like you know he, he, is. he has a long leash he has been able to imp- implement his vision and so you know I, I look at philly and i say it's a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a while um when they do they crash out mm-hmm. um you know they did have the open cup run which was great um but they looked I don't know if you watched the Open Cup final. They looked like shit from the from the get go. It was a bad game, and they did not play well. It looked like a regular like you know Tuesday MLS match. Look like a Philadelphia and, Union. Yeah, yeah. Look like a Philadelphia. Yeah. Looked like a Philadelphia Union Houston Dynamo game, which it was. Yeah, um, which is a joke that we can't make much longer yeah. because Philly's turning it around. Exactly. So so yeah. So they they figure something out. Um, they still have a negative goal differential. So you know I think there's. You know, they dug themselves a hole. They did. That's true, and they've and did a pretty good job of, of getting themselves out of it so right. far. So, but yeah, they don't. It, they're not a team that you think about when you think about the MLS in terms of like uh, you know star players and all that. Right. But they well, who they, is good then? I mean, they keep getting results. Um, well, yeah, like I said, they have uh, um, the uh, uh, Andre Blake um, has you know has stymied the United States in terms of uh, his goaltending for Jamaica. Um, you know, I know you've t- we've talked a little bit about Fafa Picot, um, who is uh, their leading goal scorer. NW, um, uh, not NWSL. He did N- not play for the NWSL. No, he, NASL. NASL. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was a th- always always a thorn in the Minnesota United side when, when we played yep. in MLS. Um, you know, the uh, Jack Elliott, um, who is a uh, um, pretty good defender. So yeah, I mean, they they don't have I, honestly. This is a team that has a bunch of like decent pieces that. I would like to compliment on our team, but like nobody, I'm like, God, we gotta go get, we gotta go get Ali Bedoya, we gotta go get Jack Elliott, right. like hound this guy, yeah, take him out of the like, game. Yeah. They gotta. There's just a lot of like decent, mediocre players, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah. They've ground out results. I don't have too many names to add to that list because all of the names that you would probably want to add to that list are going on the second part of this list <laughs> that I want to jump into right now, sure. which is the, the who is lousy. So. Yeah, why don't you take us lead uh, us there? You remember a young man named David Akam? I do remember David Akam. You mentioned Philly not making any big splash signings. If they made one, it was David Akam. It was Akam, yeah. A million dollar signing, and the dude is uh, sitting on the bench. You know, uh, he's got and he's uh, he's not taking shots. He's not doing anything. He is not able to replicate even when he is on the field the success that he had for um, Chicago last year. Which, by the way. We don't talk as much about Chicago as we did at the beginning of the season. Is there any doubt that what happened well in Chicago last year was not just a product of Bastian Schweinsteiger and of uh, um, Nemanja Nikolic? It was about David Akam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you take David Akam out of the picture, and those guys are, are you know, fetid pieces of human shit. And you, you take, you know, him out of the picture and or with with those pieces, and they're, just, he's absolute crap. So they had they had a good thing going. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and but he hasn't been able to replicate the fire that with like Philly, to yeah. like to uh, 
you know, light themselves on fire. So touche. The uh, so Jay Simpson. Jay Simpson's a guy they expected to put up big numbers, and uh, and he hasn't. He's a ghost. Yeah. Um, CJ Sapong is not always the guy. You know, he had a great year last year. Yeah. Uh, and and we here's the thing about it though. Everyone got excited about CJ Sapong. He started getting U.S. national team call up, and I'm like, everybody, stop, stop. Yeah. Slow down, because this was a guy that emerged in what, t- 2008. You know, I, c- I can't remember the year, 2009, something like that. Yeah. He he emerges, he had a five-goal rookie year, which is yeah. not amazing. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a rookie year. You know, okay, promising. He yeah. didn't turn that into something. And um, people are like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? It took him almost a decade to have the year we all imagined he was going to have. He yeah. had it one year. Sapong and, then is, he, and then he has a, a lousy year this yeah, year. Yeah, Sapong is almost as old as you are. So. Yeah. So why did why did we think that what happened last and, year is the default and not what happened every other year? And, and Christian wasn't a, a, a men's national team striker, can right? You right. Know? Like yeah, going right. Back. You, yeah, but no, Sapong has one good year, you know, and then what do you have? Sixteen goals last year, great year. Yeah. But yep. why would you think he's going to start replicating that in a routine basis? And he hasn't. Very good um, question. So no there, there, there's a reason to get Fafa Pakol is getting. Uh, he's he's the le- he's the leader in shots. I'm not looking at the stats right now. He's the leader in shots, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's the leader in goals. And this is a dude who's playing NASL two years ago. Yep. So, yeah. Whatever. You know, shots, shots on goals. The, the yep. big takeaway there is that their big money guys are not the ones that are producing and leading the results they're yeah. enjoying right now. Which is like this, like again, like this is. I, I really see Philly as like sort of like middle case Minnesota United, right? It's like, you know, and we're kind of there right now. If Darwin wasn't playing, you know, as one of the best, you know, one of the best players in the league, you know, um, if he was Darwin was playing, say half of as well as he's playing now, we'd be right there in terms of like our you know big money signings like failing and and failing miserably. Um, but we have some. You know, we have some pieces that are that are playing well and, and putting stuff together. So, you know, when you look, when you think about Minnesota United in the future, like there's a couple different, you know, a couple different. Uh, um, and and the other thing you think about when you think about Philly is actually think about the sons of Ben, who are just an amazing supporters group as well. So, you know, again, like I really see Philly. I see like God, that that's, that might be what Minnesota looks like if like they give Heath another year and try to just like let his vision come together and. Again, you know, maybe it works and comes together in, in year five or six, but I I don't see a reason to give him the same length of rope. I God no, that, I, I, uh, I really, really hope Bill McGuire does. I, I know it, you're. So. St- I know you're that you're still on the train, mm. and, and and I am as well. I've I, I think I've always tried to be balanced about thinking the pros and the cons of it. But uh, yes, he's he doesn't need that long of a rope. No, um, but we have some pieces in place that if they all are healthy and and find their form at the right time, we could we could be decent. So yeah, maybe this is a good transition. And how do we play them then? We've had a lot of success at home, but this is one of those road games. It's in a. I don't want to call it a tough place to play. Specific, it's not specifically a tough home yeah. pl- home place, um, but it's a team that's uh, it's it's a good team that's been better lately than it was in the early part of the season. So how do you play them on and the road? Well, and it's a team that's uh, it's a team that is fighting for you know home field advantage in the playoff, or, you know, for the knockout round, and, mm-hmm. and you know, wants to secure their playoffs. They're going to gonna be hungry. For, yeah. It's not going to be like one of those. You know, this won't be a, a, a situation where Chicago think, on the road, yeah, or Orlando City on the road, or where a team is going to overlook uh, overlook Minnesota, right? They're yep. going to play. They're not going to rest any of their, of their better players. They're all going to play. Yep. Um, you know, I think back to uh, you know the RSL game actually is a, is a I think a decent template for um, for this you know for this game. I think, um, I mean, I honestly even the way we, like 
the NYCFC game is, is a decent template for the way that we should play the, um, from last week. You know, we sit back, we allow them possession, um, we play a stout defense. And, you know, I, I really hope Maxi and Bob are back in the in the midfield as you know those uh, double number sixes, um, and we just absorb absorb pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let them get anything. You know, uh, any great shots in the box. Keep them out. You know, outside the box. Let them shoot from. 20, 25 yards out. You know, Bobby can make those saves. He makes those saves pretty regularly, actually. And uh, and then we counter, and we we counter with Miguel Ibarra and Quintero and Rodriguez, um, and you know, hopefully Romario uh, if he's back. Um, but yeah, I think we sit back, we absorb pressure, we you know we, we lose the possession game, but we are able to quickly counter, and we hope that you know we don't commit any of those major major mistakes yeah. that cost us you know give us uh, uh, a lead early and that we get a couple of breaks and that we you know can turn around and, and put you know one or two in early to give us a little bit of a cushion to sit back and and again you know just absorb that pressure so yeah I'm, I'm increase you know we had a good run in the middle of the season uh, with the sort of um, three five two look you know with yeah. wing backs and um, the more I'm thinking about it the less the less thrilled I am with the thought of it because I don't think we have a left wing back I think that we try to force the formation then without the players truly to back it up um if we if we had a great left wing back uh then maybe i'd go for that you know yeah but gomez and, and miller are definitely not they're not Good maybe 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 calvo could be that you yeah know? but I don't, I don't think we've got the center back depth then yeah. to, to do it so so but, anyway I, mean, I would love to honestly i would love to see Olmsberg get a run out and sort of a three five two and, and right, it, it might it, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a interesting center back with boxel Olmsberg and mm-hmm. um and Coleman. and they're but they have the height tricky times yeah and you know it would be interesting to see if you know so yeah so short of that assuming that would even work but short of that I feel like I, I want to see the kind of uh, we'll call it a four-two-three-one out there with the two, uh, you know, the double pivot. But what I'd like to see then is that to make sure that both wingers, not just Miguel, but both wingers have license to roam. Yeah. Because I believe that if you're gonna play two players who are, um, you want not you want necessarily box to box. Both the bars out there. Or? Man, that's the thing, you know. I don't know what Romario Ibarra looks like when he roams. Yeah. He doesn't have the motor, it doesn't seem, that uh, Miguel Ibarra has. Um, he, seems to have, he seems to have his finishing boots, you know, yeah. and, and that's good. Um, I, I think he's more physical than maybe some people give him credit for. Uh, but I don't know what it looks like when he roams because that chews up a lot more energy too. Sure. Um, but anyways, in general, I would like to see both of their wingers have licensed to roam because the, the fear is that when you play – Two number sixes there connecting the back to the front can become difficult. Now, obviously, they're more we call them number sixes, but they end up having to play a little bit more like box to box folks because of the shape of the midfield yeah. and stuff. We've seen Darwin Quintero dropping back deeper than he might otherwise do as a secondary striker to try and fill in some of the gap. You give a little bit more license to roam on the wingers. The formation becomes more narrow, but you're also having a, a little bit easier time, I think, connecting the back to the front. Yeah. That's my thought. But I like what you say about absorbing pressure and then breaking quickly because I think we're good at breaking quickly. We've got somebody in Darwin Quintero who can take dudes on. Yeah. Uh, and it, the fewer dudes he has to take on, i.e. going on a break, yeah. the better. Um, and we've got speedy guys like Miguel Ibarra. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think absorbing and, and countering is the way to go. And, and honestly, the Vancouver like, model. Yeah, Fernando Bob has has demonstrated in his you know short 
playing time that he can he can boot he can boot a ball and put it on put it put on it a on, dime yeah. yeah put it on a dime which is not something it's not when we've tr- you know tried to play this way in the past we d- we haven't had anybody like that right like it's more um, just a, a prayer yeah. ball yeah it's, yeah literally a hail just, mary it's hitting it it's, it's like a punt in in yeah. American football you literally just hit it as far as you can um, or in rugby and, and you hope that you you know create some confusion as you're running down there or whatever yeah. um, Bob actually sees he sees mm-hmm. those passes. He picks out those passes and he puts them onto guys like Darwin and Miguel, mm-hmm. who are running at full at full fucking speed, and are and I, you know, in the, especially in the case of Darwin, have no problem like you know picking that ball up, you know, taking one touch and, and taking a dude on, and you know that and you know you talk about with the Abara as Miguel Abara running around causing all sorts of confusion on the back line, gets himself into a really good position, um, you know, for you know a, a nice shot on goal or a way to you know cross it back to Rodriguez. So, so yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Fernando I mean, Bob has quietly been one of the best signings in our MLS, uh, <laughs> our MLS which is, tenure. You know, he's played what, like, you know, like two hundred minutes. <laughs> he's it's a short sample size, but uh, I like what I've seen so far, and it's encouraging because you want to see even if he's not a world, he's not Diego Chara. No, but you want to see the signs that our front office, should it remain unchanged, can spot talent can re- attract the talent and can find a way to utilize the talent yeah. and uh, so any little piece of evidence i can build toward that is keeping me from the rope store so <laughs> I, i'm i'm for it yeah no i think yeah i hope i really hope they keep him on um and 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 maxi too i mean that maxi had his you know, obviously he's had his issues with his his uh yellow card accumulation but i think he's mostly gotten that under control now and and i think those two um could be a pretty d- uh, dynamic pairing in the midfield um and you know be the you know, be those sixes that we that we we've desperately wanted for you know so, the whole year. Is, it's been the year of the six. Yeah. So other than being Darwin, which you don't necessarily yeah. need, you know, if you play a certain way. But the way we the way he likes to play, you you, you kind of need that. Yep. Exactly. And we haven't had that, and that's the that's the disappointing part. So yeah. um yeah should we uh, should we move on? So I want to tell you this real quick. Yeah. Okay? When I was a young man. Um, I was working at Country Kitchen, okay, okay. which is a restaurant. Yep, uh, I know, you, I know you Country know, a Diner, kitchen. and uh, whole country. And uh, so I rode. I rode my bike to work at that time. I, I drove. I had a car, but I uh, I was riding my bike to work at that time and stuff. And uh, but one night I decided to uh, take my car, right? And so uh, there's a guy you at work. A, met a cute girl. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, so so there's a there's a guy at work, and he's like, "Hey man, you want to go have a beer?" I was old enough to drink at this point. And uh, it was like go home from college, you know, kind of job. I was like, yeah, I'll go out for a beer here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my car at work and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with you, uh, you know. And I wasn't thinking ahead to, I didn't, you know, I ended up having more beers than I thought I would. But but uh, so anyways, uh, that happened, and so I'm at the bar, right? And uh, you know, we're shooting pool because I'm so cool, you know. Yep. And uh, it's just like a that. leather jacket and a cigarette and stuff. Yep. And. Uh, Oh God! The baseball is on the TV, <laughs> and so I, I there's this uh, uh, this busty, uh, buxom, you know, broad across the bar. You know, we start making eyes. You know how in the bar you like start making <laughs> eyes, yep. and uh, you see, you know, you're not saying anything, but the eye contact is lingering a little longer than uh, you know the whatever, and you're kind of like, oh, is this, you know? And so, anyways, um, nothing comes of it. You know, we're just making eyes. You know, she's obviously got the large breasts, and I, you know, look at me. I know, I know what she sees, uh, but but nothing comes of it, and so, and uh, so I so I leave, right? But I've had way too many beers, and uh, I'm like, well, no, I don't want you to drive me back to my car because I don't want to. I'm just gonna walk home. I'm gonna get to sober up. This is my keen idea, right? Yeah. I'm a walk. It's like two miles. I'm gonna walk home, and I'm walking home a little drunk, you know, and it starts raining. 
And it's an icy cold rain. He's looking at his watch. An icy cold rain pouring down on me. I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> I'm going to get sick and stuff. This is and in the so, summertime or is it like over, like over winter break? Uh, no, it's in the summer, but okay. it was a cold rain. So it was okay. a summer break from college. And uh, so I get like halfway home walking in the goddamn rain drunk. And this truck pulls up next to me. It's like 1 a.m., you know. And uh, who should it be but this, uh, you know, busty buxom uh, broad from the bar with whom I was making eyes. And she's like, hey, you look like you need a ride. And I'm like, yeah, well, no fucking shit. <laughs> and so I, I uh, as I'm like, I'm not going to say no to a, a ride. I'm fucking cold and wet. And so I climb up into the truck. She's driving alone. I climb up into the truck. And uh, the very first thing I notice that I have to do is uh, there's a bottle of vodka sitting on the uh, passenger <laughs> side. And uh, I got to move that out of the way so I can sit down. So that's a good sign. You know, you always want somebody who's got a bottle of vodka while she's driving around. And I'm like, oh, drinking the uh, vodka there, huh? And she's like, yeah, my fucking boyfriend. And she goes off in this long story about how she caught her boyfriend, like, cheating on her and stuff. And she was out, you know, partying, trying to, like, just drink it off and forget it and uh, be with her friends, you know. Yeah. And she's she's getting really into her personal story so much that she just drives past my house. <laughs> and I don't even say anything because I'm like, well, she's nice enough to pick me up. And she's clearly got some fucking problems here. Of course, I'm, I'm drunk, too. I'm not thinking, hey, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't ride with this <laughs> drunk driver. <laughs> But she ends up, she keeps going, and then she's like, oh, man, I'm almost out of gas. I'm like, fuck. And so so she stops to get some of, some of the gas, and she's like, uh, here, i tell you what. You fill up the gas. I'm going to go inside and pay for it, and I know the guy who works here. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And so I'm pumping the gas and stuff. And then uh, she comes back on. She's like, man, I knew the guy that was working there. I got some great news. Uh, he's got some pot, so we're going to go to his place and uh, smoke some pot. Now, I, as you know, I, I'm not, I don't smoke pot. I'm, I wasn't going to, like, you know, kick her in the kneecaps over. It's not a big deal. But uh, I don't smoke the pot. But I didn't want to be lame about it either. So I was like, awesome. Excellent. And so she starts driving. I'm still drunk, you know. We're all uh, not good. And so she's just driving. She's like, i got to wait till this guy gets off work. I'm like, I want to fucking go home. i got to work in the morning. <laughs> and so now we're just driving around waiting for this asshole to get off work. She's drunk driving, waiting for, you know, pot man to get off. And so she ends up, she's like, I, I got some friends. I, they're all hanging out by the baseball field. Uh, let's go see what they're up to. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> they're hanging out in the baseball field. I go there, and it's just like these fucking, uh, you know, these uh, these bros. They're all out there, uh, like, doing the drugs and stuff and listening yes. to loud rap music Do and it, stuff. Doing the drugs, listening and, to the uh, raps. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm five foot six. you know. I, I weigh 140 pounds in the rain. And so it's just me and her walking up there. And as soon as she walks up, they're all like, it's like a fucking, you know, stereotype movie. They're all like cat calling and whistling and they get up way close and they, the, the listeners can't see. It. And they're like, get, you know, all inappropriate, like touching it. Like, hey, babe, what's going on? Because, you know, she's beautiful and she's got the large breasts and stuff. And they're just like, who's your friend? And I'm like fucking five foot six, you know, and I'm like, yeah, like take your hands off. You know, I want to I want to protect her honor. You know, but I can't protect her honor because I get the living hell beat out of me. And so, you know, they're like fondling her and stuff. And I'm just a coward about it. And so eventually she's like, all right, I got to leave. I got a guy with the, some drugs. And so uh, I'm like, all right. And so I leave with, you know, and they didn't beat the hell out of me. But I was real scared, you know, for my life. And so we uh, we end up going to this guy's house and he's like, hey, guess what? Uh, it's a trailer, naturally. And we get in there and there's a baby in a bassinet. Like right there in the what I guess is the living room. It's all like one. It's a fucking trailer. You know? yeah. It's not even a double wide trailer. And so he's like, "Guess what? I got this pop. But guess what else I got?" And so he brings out the uh, he brings out the the cocaine. 
and right. so cocaine's and so they so they start passing around the marijuana and uh, they give it to me and I'm just I don't even want it and so I'm like trying to pretend to be like uh, I like you know I'm lightening it with the little pipe and I'm like oh it's good <laughs> you know I'm trying to f- how do you fake doing marijuana i don't want to fucking do it and then they start doing the cocaine there's no way i'm not gonna be like <laughs> you don't, like you don't pretending. Go ahead and no <laughs> and the baby is there the baby's like oh man you know, the cocaine i don't like that uh the baby didn't say that but i imagine that was what was going there and so i feel real bad it's like 4 a.m now i just want to go home and so she's like all right i gotta get out of here i just wanted to fuck this lady you know? i just want to have sex with her but it didn't happen so she drives me home and stuff and i'm like all right well awesome thanks and so I get out and I go inside. And I'm fucking damp and soaking wet and still drunk. And so I get home and I go to plug my phone, my cell cell phone into the the charger, and I don't have my cell phone. And I can't pay for another cell phone. And there are people with you know that are gonna want to get a hold of me and stuff. A girlfriend that I had is gonna want to you know get a hold of me. I don't have a good excuse for not having my cell phone. It's in this uh, this buxom broads truck, I imagine. And so. I'm going to go drive to like find her. I remember when in a conversation, she said whereabouts she lives. You know, I don't have her address, but I know the street she lives on. And so I'm like, I'll get, go get my car and drive up there and find it. Oh shit. My car's at work. I don't have any way to do this. And so I go to get my bike and it's like 5 AM now. And I ride my bike across town in the rain and I go to the street that I know she lives on. All I remembered was the kind of truck that she drove. And I spent the next hour driving up that street, trying to break into every red pickup truck that I could find looking for my phone. And, uh, and then I didn't find it. And so, <laughs> I could, the next morning I went to work and I was real sick and stuff at work. And I kept calling my phone because the battery was going to die. You know? yeah. And just like after calling it a hundred times, she answered at about noon. She's like, oh, hey, you're that guy from last night. I have your phone. I'm like, oh, bring it. And so she actually brought us my work. She was real sweet about it. And I had it. And then, uh, you know, I had a hundred missed messages from my girlfriend. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell her where my uh, phone had been at. <laughs> That story didn't really have an ending. I'll say, are you, <laughs> you feeling mustard no, here? It more, no, it was more <laughs> just about me trying to break into cars yeah. at have, 5 a.m. in so the rain. I, I won't tell because this podcast is already going long, but I have <laughs> I have two really great stories about one yeah. uh, smoking uh, weed that was laced with LSD. Oh, God. Uh, and then, that w- unbeknownst to me, and then I have another great story about uh, drinking uh, a lot of uh, Hop Slam. And then, okay. uh, like, and this is, like, in the winter when Hop Slam comes out. And then, like, like I took the bus to... to to the to the bar when a when drank all the hop slam and then which is like a mile and a half away from where I was living at the time and then uh, I decided to walk home in like a foot of snow and the okay. cops came by and gave me a ride home so remind me I'll tell those stories at another time they're both very good stories no I'm so. ex- I'm excited to hear them it sounds great <laughs> it was a David Martin story hour apparently on the on the podcast <laughs> I this lost week, so I lost control when I when the when before the podcast started I was like hey it's been a really long time since I've been drunk on the podcast. What if I did that? <laughs> and I'm not drunk, but uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, we should talk about who's gonna win and who's not. What was your uh, pick for uh, Philadelphia? We didn't even do oh, that. We didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. What, was, what do you got? I think Philly wins uh, like three to two. I got I got Philly winning one to nothing. Okay. Scoring game. Okay. Because I have such confidence in our defense. Sure. Yeah. Hey, on the bright side, we passed the number of points we we achieved last year. So anything we get from here on out is gravy. It's all in the green, <laughs> and it, Heath is gonna point to that shit over. It's like, yeah, improvement, man. Look at us. Yeah. We're so great. You know? No, that's, 
this is my worst fear is that we're we're gonna get like in these last say six games or whatever we're gonna get like 13 points and enough gonna, of a hot streak for him to not lose and his they're job. gonna be like hey look it, they we improved and and that's and then we're he's gonna keep his job and it's and next year fucking suck worse. again and, yeah. yeah so that's my worst fear and it's literally coming to fruition we already have six points so um you want to so, talk picks yeah so we uh we obviously didn't uh uh we didn't pick last week so we didn't and we haven't picked a couple weeks before so we're not even going to talk about the games that happened last week because fuck those games so let's talk about the games let's that are going to happen this week yeah. this week um first game is uh montreal versus columbus those are two bad teams columbus is kind of fl- they're in fourth but they've played thoroughly mediocre now yeah they're not the team they used to be one yeah. one draw yeah montreal they're both fighting for playoff spots uh trying to hold off uh, DC United um, and Philadelphia, respectively. So, actually, I have Columbus going into Montreal and winning this game. Uh, I'd say three to two. Nah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Atlanta United. Who's, who's calling it? You, yeah, you I'll, say I'll it do it. Yeah. No, Atlanta United and uh, the New England Revolution. Um, I have Atlanta United. They uh, lost a tough game to the Red Bulls. Um, I have them winning this game actually, probably by like a score of like four to one or whatever. I, I got three to nothing. Okay. Uh, New, Eng- New England is again a mediocre team. Yeah. So. Toronto FC in Vancouver. Uh, Toronto FC is not good. Oh. And Vancouver is also not good, um, you know. And I think, and Vancouver is actually on the outsides looking in the, for the playoffs. I think they are probably not going to make it. I have a draw here. I have like a one-one draw. Or two, two-two draw. It'll okay. be a fun game. But yeah. uh, yep, uh, not Philly, a one. Philly, and Minnesota United. We already said that. Uh, I got one Philly nothing. winning. You got uh, Philly also winning yep. by uh, uh, shutting us out. Actually, so yeah. uh, FC Dallas hosts Orlando City. Um, I got FC Dallas winning this game pretty handily. Um, they need to lock up that uh, number one overall seed. So. I just had a one. I just had a one nothing win, but okay. uh, I, I, I I don't think I've picked Orlando to win a game in a fucking you know in a. a they f- Orlando yeah. is almost is worse probably on the road two, than we probably, are. Probably two score weeks. Yeah, they are. We're 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 one point ahead of Orlando City in terms of being the worst team on the road. So Orlando <laughs> City is worse than us on the road, and we're only better than them because we played Orlando City on the road <laughs> <laughs> and beat them. They never got the, to enjoy that yeah. experience. So, uh, Sporting KC versus LA Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy have been playing quite well over the course of the last few weeks um, as they really like, realized they needed to fucking you know, turn it on to make the playoffs. Uh, KC, Sporting KC has not. Uh, they drew with RSL over the weekend. Um, I have Sporting KC actually winning this game, though. I uh, would say two to one. I do too. They're at home, uh, three to two over the Galaxy. Uh, obviously, Zoltan Abraham is pretty good, and he's you know he he can score from anywhere at any time. But uh, Casey at home, yeah. Uh, the Crapids are hosting LAFC. Um, LAFC is uh, they're fighting for uh, that number one overall seed in the Western Conference. I have LAFC going into the Crapids and you know winning probably two to two to nothing. I got two to nothing as well. Yeah, yeah. right on. Uh, RSL hosts Portland. Uh, Portland is like reeling after you know a fifteen what a fifteen rec- fifteen wins in a row, and then they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, RSL it's actually, w- off of yeah, it. I have yeah. RSL actually winning that game, uh, holding on to that final playoff spot. Um, let's say three to one. I I do have Portland winning this one two to one on the road, and I I cannot give you any answer except. It's just a hunch. Sounds like, ML- like an MLS. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah exactly. I can't tell you any other good reason. That's fair. Uh, San Jose hosts the Bread Bowls. Um, I have the San Jose is shit. They're even worse than uh, than Colorado, and the Bread Bowls are uh, they're chasing Atlanta United for that uh, Sporter Shield. So I have Atlanta. Sorry, Bread Bowls going on the road and and uh, beating San Jose. Let's call it seven to two. <laughs> yeah, four to nothing. <laughs> Red Bulls better win it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, DC United host Chicago. Um, again, DC United 
Uh, they still have a couple games in hand on a bunch of teams in front of them. Uh, they're outside looking in right now in the playoffs. They absolutely need to win this game. Chicago is absolute crap. Uh, DC United winning, uh, say something like three to one. At two to nothing, DC United and okay. DC United is an entirely different team with uh, Wayne Rooney on it. Absolutely, as yeah. well it fucking should be. Yeah. Uh, and Luciano Acosta finally showing up and playing. Um, That's always nice. And then uh, a weird Monday game, <laughs> Seattle Sounders uh, hosting the Houston Dynamo uh, on Monday. Um, what do you got? I have the Sounders are inexplicable to me. Uh, Sounders two to one. Yeah, they play. I, I don't even like talking about them anymore. Yeah, they play really well for stretches, and then they play like shit. Um, I and think when you, the, the stretch that they play for shit is usually the first four months of the season. Yeah. Although they, yeah, they it's been it's been back and forth. I mean, they got just they got uh, uh, stomped by uh, curb stomped by LA Galaxy a couple weeks ago. I still got to make in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. I have yeah. Seattle Sounders uh, beating uh, Houston Dynamo mostly because Houston Dynamo is also kind of shit on the road too. So yeah. we have um, so many questions, man. Well, these a bunch of these are from last week, so we didn't actually get to them. So uh, let's just let's just pile through as many as we can. Uh, so Robert the Red had a couple questions. His first question was, "What's the best whiskey to share with your cat?" I say whatever whiskey you're drinking. My my cat is partial to smoky uh, um, okay. kind of Islay um, variants. Okay. Which one? Pippin or? Oh, which cat? <laughs> which cat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Sam. Sam, Sam likes wise? to drink really okay. malty stuff, and Pippin likes stuff that's kind of smoky and tart. Okay. Uh, Willow will only drink whiskey that is as old as she is, so she's like 23, so she drinks the best whiskey. Expensive taste, yeah. yeah. Mixtape, uh, mixtape drinks fucking real whiskey. He's a, (laughs) that's a garbage cat, so. I was was like the idea that, that rail drinks are called that because, uh, it's like goddamn moonshine that, like, these rail riding hobos would be drinking, (laughs) you know? That's where I choose to believe that that word comes from. Uh, Robert the Red's second question was, despite how bad Minnesota United have been, how much does it suck that there are only three more home matches left? Obviously, he wrote this question in before last week. Uh, so there's only two home, more home matches left. It does kind of suck. Like, I do I do enjoy the soccers. I do enjoy supporting Even this team. Even when we lose. Yeah. It's the, uh, fun. The supporters groups have, are I've, some of my best friends. Uh, I, you know, I've cons- I have people that I've met in the last four or five years. Um, you know, in working in the supporter group stuff and, and just you know showing up to matches and watch parties and things like that. Um, that, yeah, I didn't. You know, I, I forget about that sometimes because I miss the soccer. You know. Yeah. But when after the season, I go six months without any friends. <laughs> like Outside I, of me I and don't you. see anybody. Yeah. 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 You and I keep recording the podcast. I guess yeah. it's just us. Well, it's it's funny. I was telling I was telling a lot of people this. Um, I got laid off about. In December, about four years ago, right? So, like, I just started dating, dating my wife, my future wife, um, girlfriend at the time, future wife. Um, and, you know, I got laid off and, you know, posted something. And, I, you know, I got a couple people like, oh, it, you know, really sucks here. When I, again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, when I did, uh, put that out this time, I got, I had, I had, like, 30 responses from people and like messages like text messages and emails and and mm. twitter and Soccer facebook has and brought their world and to it you. literally had like it's yeah. it's it's amazing like i was like what is, what, like, what is the big difference like well 2014 i was just like starting i was you know i had, had been following minnesota united for a couple of years but i was really wasn't engaged with the with the supporters and and all the people that are in this organization and all that that's what's that's what's changed in four years and so um so yeah it does it does suck and yeah, you know I'll get I'll get really sad and personal right now. Yeah, I I think a lot of, I do a lot of soccer stuff and a lot of people know me from it, but I think I have very few like uh, meaningful deep friendships. I think if I got laid off, nobody would give a shit. I think I disagree with that, but uh, I, I think it's totally true. <laughs> I think I, well, I think they'd be like, well, that's not good, but I don't think anybody be fucking sending me emails. Yeah, 
Anyways, sorry. Um, all right, so <laughs> so this is a, another question. All right, question from uh, Pioneers USC. Uh, they're a super awesome supporters group. Uh, trolley problem meme, but Heath is at the lever with the whole first team on the bottom track and my hopes and dreams on the top track. Um, I guess if you're not familiar with the trolley problem, uh, if you watch The Good Place, if you're, if you're not familiar with the trolley problem, it's a really awesome show on NBC. Mike sure does it. Um, there's a, they do a whole episode on the trolley problem. Trolley problem is basically like... You have the you have the lever, and you can either right. kill five people, uh, or you can kill one person by flipping the lever. By flipping the lever, it switches, and you yeah. Only kill and so one his uh, the whole first team is on the bottom is on the bottom track, and uh, his hope and dreams are on the top track. Uh, which do you think uh, Heath pulls? Probably pulls on and kills Pioneers USC's hopes can and he dreams. Can he pull it at the last minute to derail the train and kill <laughs> all the people? <laughs> That would be yes. You put a penny on the on the track. Yeah, so it's just yeah. fucking, it fucking derails. So that's the answer. Um, we throw a penny on the track, uh, pioneers, and it, it derails. So, uh, Zoe Stardust asks. Uh, she's a regular contributor on the on the TFOs. And here's a question she actually is, for yeah. you. Um, me specifically. Yeah, she's you obviously if you guys finish up the well, last TFOs, she's, she's very polite about it. She says, "I have a question for regular David, if I may." Yes. Oh, yeah, we fucking <laughs> beg for questions. Yeah, you may. Um, and actually, uh, speaking of that TFO was amazing by the way the portland one. portland tifo yeah so oh man we got some fucking yeah, cubs baseball. fans in here they, apparently they like the tifo also they like the baseballs yeah. you ever been to a game at wrigley field yes yeah i was at a playoff game at wrigley field actually oh, really? yeah it was pretty awesome back, cubs back, cubs back in the sammy sosa era oh god yeah <laughs> it's the been a while the drug era yeah um, right, anyways, anyways yeah. so uh, you know, what would you say went better than expected, and what would you want to go differently next season for TFO generally? She threw out a PSA. TFO committee is amazing. People should uh, do anything they can to help them, which I 100% agree. I, I help out as much as I can with TFO yeah. and and when I can. So, um, but yeah, what, what 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 went really well this year, and then uh, what would you definitely like to see improve for for next year for Man, TFO? Yeah. So um, first of all, that's really sweet of her to say all that and to say the TFO committee is amazing. Is uh, very sweet too because uh, it is. Sure, it's a I'm large so, committee. I'm too mired in it, and I don't see whether it's any good or not. You yeah. know, I just know that we got to do the next thing, and so it's. I'm glad that some is resonating with somebody. Um, if we, one of the things that went really well is we actually framed this year as a soft launch year. Not most people know that, but when kind I like the when team. I, we yeah right. <laughs> we kind of uh, not re kicked off the committee with a, a renewed sense of purpose in the off season last year, and I said we're going to call this a soft launch. We're going to learn our lessons. Uh, we're going to deliver what we can at about half speed, and uh, we're going to do what we can this year and really consider Allianz like a full launch when we've got all of our capabilities and all of our infrastructure lined up and stuff. You wouldn't know that because no. we put out five incredible TFOs yeah. that were all really um, distinct from one another. They each had their own very specific personality. Uh, I think there were five different embodiments of the kinds of things that people want from TIFO because yeah. that's one of the tough things about TIFO is everybody has their own vision about what it should be or could be or um, and uh, unfortunately we only get to do one at a time yeah. and it, 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 every, everyone has to be behind it, it it's, it's definitely like looked like each different TIFO was definitely like like you could tell there was a different person sort of behind the design and, and the thought and, and what they wanted to do yeah, around yeah. We, it. We, um, we, we wanted it. We had the philosophy that we could um, we could come up with these TIFOs that take input from a thousand different directions and then sort of make an amalgamation that p 
pisses nobody off, yeah. you know. But it, in doing that, you come up with these banal sort of uh, designs that, you know, uh, at the same time as offending nobody, they please nobody yeah. as well. Um, we know we said, you know what, each one is going to be an embodiment of the own the, the the specific thing it's trying to do, and we're going to go a hundred percent on that specific direction. Yeah. So if we're going to make fun of the other team, it's going to be Gotta balls to the yeah. wall making fun of them. If it's just going to be supporting us, we're going to get a hundred percent behind it, not try to be cute with it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought we did that well. Um, I'm going long on this answer. The, no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, the stuff that the stuff that we can improve on. Uh, there's still some infrastructural stuff that we need to improve on. Um, we were lucky enough to find TFO locations that were very hospitable to us, uh, and um, you know we couldn't have done what we did without them. But they're still smaller than what we need. You know, yep. you look at Portland; they're doing it like in a fucking airplane hangar. Yep. That's what we need is an airplane hangar. But uh, when you're doing so it in you, a smaller place, you yeah. get a problem when you're like painting, for yeah. instance, where you paint as much as you can un- unfold at one time. Yeah. You have to sit and wait for it to dry. Yeah. And then you pull all the fabric and you get the next part that you can paint. You paint it. You have to sit and wait for it to dry. That whole process is mind-numbingly piecemeal and takes yeah. a lot of time. And that's a challenge. So, um, yeah, the, if, you have a, if you have an airplane hangar... If you yeah, if you own an please airport, donate the, yeah. the airplane hangar. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, donate uh, to the Patreon. The so. last thing I'll say is we can always use more help, and I don't just mean volunteers, although that is huge. We need more volunteers, but we want leadership in there, contributing ideas, contributing their captaincy to help lead some of these build sessions mm-hmm. because there's a, a, a handful of us that tend to do more of that than anybody else. Yeah. That are uh, that really reached burnout point by the end of it all, yeah. which is part of the job. Uh, we expect it; it's going to be intense. But um, yeah. being able to 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 um, spread it around more is going to give us a better swath of ideas from a broader set, and then also it's going to decrease the burnout factor, so we can all do bigger, better things sure. and have the energy to do them. So and yeah, long answer, but yeah, one of the things that, that doesn't uh, get spoken about is that the, you're the third person to lead this committee in the last three years it's There's been a lot of for, for i mean lots of reasons you're just talking about people get burnt out and and it's not, hard and not for like they and people have really great ideas and had did really awesome shit in the last couple years um but you know jobs change lives change people yeah. get burnt out so um having some consistency has been i think been great for the uh you know for the for the committee and, and for what you guys have been put out i mean it clearly is like you know, it gets notice not just in Minnesota, but I think all, so. All over, yeah, all over the league. So it's, uh, we're trying to do a cut above next yeah. year. Next year, 3D TFOs. <laughs> Remember <laughs> nice. it. Mark, yeah. mark my words. 3D, 3D TFOs. Well, next year we're gonna have we're gonna and in considering the 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 um, limitations we've had with TCF too in terms of we yeah. we got yeah. a lot of stuff that we did not have last year in terms of like deploying TFO and, yeah. and things like that. I think that's we've, the other thing people we've don't worked realize. hard for that. Yeah, and, and no, it's it's been. It's been a lot of work with the team, the team advocating for for TFO and for you know the the combined Dark Clouds TNE yep. Red Loon support group TFO led thing. Um, that and was they, key they, too. They really it invested a, in it, and yeah. and they said no, we whatever we can do, we need to do. So um, I lost my virginity. The song, <laughs> dude, you can see us recording a podcast here. He fucking cranks up the yeah. radio with this. Uh, uh, we just have two more hip hop, two more questions. So we'll, let's power through them. God damn uh, it! Yeah, Alec Cribs asks. Using the Rumham scale, one to five, with one being very uncool man, and five being I think I'm falling deeply in love with MNUFC. How acceptable was Bob and Boxy's reds and should have been red, respectively? Fractional Rumhams are accepted. Uh, XOXO. This is responding to the uh, the red and uh, the cards from last week. I was gonna say yeah. yeah. Um, Bob's was Bob's was like like. I'll do one more. Uh, like a .5 rum ham. Yeah, yeah. It's like basically just hams. It's not even, there's no yeah. rum in that thing. I don't um, even recall Boxall. Uh, I think he's, uh, Boxy got, uh, got a yellow card. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Anyways, I'm sorry, I can't answer this question. Yeah, that's fine. So box boxels was probably a little more closer to like a three, which is like a pretty solid rum hams. Maybe uh, not rail rum, maybe just a regular hams. Maybe a spiced rum. Yeah, maybe spiced rum. Okay. Uh, uh, what else we got? And then one last question. Um, do you want? Uh, <laughs> how do you like a bar's mullet? <laughs> I found it classically trendy. This is again from La Cribs. Uh, how do you like Barra's mullet? I found it classically trendy. <laughs> Glad you guys are back from Dave Hiatus 2. We were only a hiatus for yeah. short period of time. We, to, we recorded <laughs> last week. I mean, it's not yeah. a, it's not a high, it's sometimes we shit weren't able happens. to release it. So, but yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you like? I like. You know what? I'm I'm a fan of a mullet. Um, I you know grew up with. I had one at one point. I was a hockey kid, so I had a, I had a hockey mullet. What why, do you think of? Uh, why do hockey players have mullets? Uh, why is there a stylistic thing that is it is it because of the helmet is it functional or is it why does the culture include that I don't I don't actually know the answer to that I think hockey players just like flowy hair and a mullet like is conducive to flowy hair I don't get it I mean when I like I played hockey I think part, wait, you know what I take it back in Minnesota part of it is I think having more hair on your head is better because you play hockey a lot of like youth hockey and stuff takes place outdoors in the middle of fucking January when it's like negative 15 degrees outside. So yeah. having more hair, it's conducive. Like I play, I play broom ball and I'm a goalie and I keep, I shave my head. I have to, I wear a hat underneath my goalie helmet um, because you know, my head gets cold. Yeah. And so if you don't have to, if you have a lot of hair, your head stays warmer. So, and then you, you know, you're, if you have hair like going back, like party in the front, you know, or is there business in the front party in the back? It keeps your neck warm. I, that's what I'm going with. Man. They're fucking disgusting. <laughs> I've never seen somebody with a mullet that didn't look disgusting. Uh, I mean, have you seen Barry Melrose? Barry Melrose has maybe some, the yeah. nicest hair he's on still, ESPN. Oh, the nicest <laughs> hair on ESPN. What a douchebag that guy is. No, I mean he's a fine guy, but his hair is not. All not right, good. all right. So and he's gray now too. Yeah. So it's a gray mullet. Yeah, it's a gray, gray. mullet. So all right. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up, guys. Um, you what can a find long us. Long podcast. Yes. Uh, email us questions if you want at the days you I know I at gmail.com. I did, yeah, when I was 15, 16. I lost my uh, virginity to the Pledge of Allegiance like <laughs> you're supposed to. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. You can find us at TDIKMN on Twitter, uh, Zeller at Texas Zeller. Again, if you have job prospects, hit me up. You can find David <laughs> at regular at regular David. Uh, he got banned from Twitter for I got like banned 24 Twitter, hours. Yeah. I was uh, promoting <laughs> sexual <laughs> genocide. <laughs> Uh, you, My you, can, bad. you can find out, you can see that tweet if you want in the TDIK event, uh, Twitter feed if you want. So, yeah. Alright man, uh, I think that'll do it. This is a long one, but we're ba- happy to be back. Yeah. Glad to be back. It's worth it. Hey, we're the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. Thank you for listening. As long as you do yours, land here, become feet, cunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh-huh. We, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at